Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. We are talking about the four aspects of Christ's life that he wants to show forth through us. And they are love, integrity, forgiveness, and excellence. And we have been speaking about excellence for these last number of days. Our working definition is that excellence is doing everything to the very best of our ability as unto the Lord. I tell you, we can do much better than what we've done in the past. God knows that we can do much better than what we have done because he tells us in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 10 to approve the things that are excellent. Don't let anything get past you. Don't approve anything. Don't okay anything that's less than the standard of excellence. God wants to lift the standard of our life. We can do better than what we have done. And we don't do it for our own glory, for our own honor. We're doing it for God. We're doing it as on to Him. We're doing it on His behalf, and we're doing it for His purposes. Excellence distinguishes. We saw in Daniel 6 and verse 3 that Daniel distinguished himself above all the other governors because a spirit of excellence was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. If we want to stand out in this world, excellence, a spirit of excellence, is what we need. Now, I think it's worthwhile just to talk a little bit about the difference between excellence and extravagance. God does not want us to be extravagant, either doing that which is unnecessary or spending that which is unnecessary. We are not to be extravagant. We are to be excellent. And we can cross the line between excellence and extravagance. But let me tell you, most of us are not in that danger. Many times we're not doing what we should. And what many people call extravagant really is appropriate and is necessary for the result that God wants to bring forth. Judas said that the breaking of the alabaster box over Jesus' feet was a waste. It was extravagant. But Jesus said, no, let her alone. She's doing this to my burial. It was thought to be extravagant, but it really was just excellent. You know, it just comes to my mind now, where do you find McDonald's? Where do you find Burger King? Where do you find Wendy's? Are they on back streets where the land is cheap? Or are they out on the commercial centers of the city? Look around. These businesses find that it is worthwhile to spend the extra money for the prime pieces of commercial property. Why? Because it gives them more exposure. It costs more money. Someone else could say, oh, that's too much money. We can't afford to be out on that corner. We can buy the property for a fourth of the money back here on this back street. Now just think about how that works in your life, in your situation, in your family, in your home, in your business, in your place of employment, or in your church. We need to do things to excellence. 
So yes, be aware that you can cross the line into extravagance, but be very careful that you don't draw that line prematurely. And of course, the other aspect is that someone might argue and say, well, this is just a very prideful thing, that you're just trying to have the best and do the best. But again, how people look upon us and interpret our actions, we have no control over. But we do have control over our own motivation. And as long as our hearts are right, and we're doing this for His honor and for His glory, and not for self-interest, but we're doing it to promote the kingdom of God, to let our light shine so that men will see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. If we're doing it unto God, then it doesn't really matter what men say. We're going to hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, over the last number of years that I have felt this emphasis of excellence, I have written down different aspects. And I have come up with what I call the seven beliefs of excellence. These are seven beliefs that if we hold these in our heart, they will bring us to excellence. Now let me just go over these seven with you. And you may want to jot them down because it's important that you implement these in your life. Now, even as I say that, I'm a little self-conscious because the things in my life are not yet totally excellent. I am shooting for it. I'm working for it. But if you come around me and you visit our church, I think you will see excellence in many ways. But there is always more in what we can do. So here are the seven beliefs of excellence. Number one, a belief in being the best. Do you believe you can be the best at whatever you're doing? Can you be the best mother in the home? Can you be the best wife on your block? The best wife in the city? Well, you say, no, I I can't be that. Well, why not? Why don't you have a belief in being the best? Husbands, can you be the best father in the city? Do you aim at that? You have to have a belief in being the best, to be the best secretary to be the best worker, to be the best neighbor on the street. Do you have a belief in being the best? Well, you say, well, no, no, I can't do that because I don't have the abilities or I don't have the talents or I don't have this. And you can recite a long string of excuses why you can't be the best. But folks, be the best you can be. Don't give up on being the best overall, but at least you can be the best you can be. You know, as the old saying goes, if you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it. And it's far better to jump for the moon and reach the lamppost than jump for the lamppost and not get off the ground. We need to have a belief in being the best. Secondly, a belief in superior quality over cheaper cost. A belief in superior quality over cheaper cost. Now we've already talked about this a little bit and how McDonald's chooses a location for its business. But we need to bring this into our own lives. Don't always just buy the cheapest thing. Sometimes we can buy better, but we just feel we're saving money if we get something cheaper. Now, again, there is a point for thriftiness. There is a value in looking for the best bargain. Of course we need to do these things. But overall, we need to have a belief that it's better to get quality than just find the cheapest thing that you can. I remember going to a seminar about 20 years ago, 
And as I went, I noticed that the binders that they gave us at the seminar was really good quality. And the paper wasn't just a normal paper. It had a texture to it. And at the time, I thought, man, they've done a really good job in presenting their material. You know, all these years later, and I've used that binder over and over again, it still works. It still clicks open. The paper still is standing up. I say to you again, people will judge our ministry by the care we take of it. And if we care for the things that we have, and we choose quality over that which is just cheap, we are going to stand out and there will be a respect and acknowledgement of the value of what we're saying and what we are presenting because of the quality of excellence that we have about our things. So the first belief is a belief in being the best. The second, a belief in superior quality over cheaper cost. The third, a belief in the importance of planning. You need to plan for what you're doing. Now this is one I just had personally to learn because my tendency is just sort of fly by the seat of your pants and just sort of make it happen. I remember when I was in school, I could get fairly good marks just by doing a half job at things. And I had to learn to overcome that because I can do an excellent job when I plan, when I focus, when I prepare. And we must never, for the sake of laziness, allow planning to fall by the wayside. We need to have a belief that it is important to plan whatever we're doing. Number four is a belief in the importance of teamwork. What we cannot do alone, we can do together. And all the verses in the Bible that tells us that two are better than one and a threefold cord is not easily broken. It's important to get a team around you. Whatever you're doing, whatever your project is, whatever your enterprise is, sit down with a group of people. Have a team. There are complementary gifts in other people that we can gain the benefit of by simply sitting down with them and getting them on our team. The fifth, is a belief in the importance of details of execution. I tell you, excellence is in the fine details. It's in the little things. It's not necessarily in the big things. I remember a builder telling me one time, if you want to see the quality of a home, he said, look at how the trim work is done. Do the joints meet properly or are there gaps? It's in the fine detail that you can see whether something is excellent or not. And the sixth belief is a belief in the importance of evaluation. Looking at what you have done and saying, how did we do? It's having a feedback form after you've done something. So the participants can put their view and what you've done well and what you haven't done too well. Evaluate your life. Now, you can do this on projects at work, but what about your own life? Sit down from time to time and evaluate how you are as a husband, how you are as a father, how you're doing in respect to your relationship to church. Am I part of the body of Christ? Am I working in the body of Christ in the way that I should? Evaluate yourself in the different aspects of your life. There are about eight aspects of our life that we can evaluate ourselves in. And then seven, a belief that anything can be improved. Anything can be improved. If you've done it once and you're going to be doing it again, you can do it better the second time. You can improve on what you've done. 
So here are the seven beliefs of excellence. A belief in being the best. A belief in superior quality over cheaper cost. A belief in the importance of planning. A belief in the importance of teamwork. A belief in the importance of details of execution. A belief in the importance of evaluation. And a belief that anything can be improved. That's all the time we have for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Before I go, the material I'm covering now on the program is from my book, Is There More to Life Than Living? It is available for purchase on Amazon or from the church office. Get it for yourself or to pass on to a friend. Life and Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. But as you know, we are not meeting there right now due to the coronavirus. Instead, we are streaming our Sunday service online starting at 1030. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now, but the Bible tells us to cast all of our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.